Welcome to Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Roy Vanderwater. I'm Alan Daly. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Jade Mesco. And today we're going to be talking about why is Agile faster? So Ellen uh, brought this to our attention. Do you want to give a quick intro? Yeah, well, um, this is a, something you see all the time uh, online and in, and then I encounter with clients and so on. People say, well, we want to we do Agile because we want to be faster, because faster is better, and Agile will be so much faster. Um, so I recently did a uh, blog post about this and, and thought it'd be fun to bring up here to talk about uh, the perception of Agile being faster, and is it really faster or not, and why would it seem to be if it is or isn't, you know, like all those kinds of issues. Um, I proposed in my blog post that um, uh, Agile isn't necessarily faster. In other words, just because you're doing Agile or you've done it for three, three sprints or iterations, that doesn't mean people are coding faster or the testers are testing faster or anything else like that. Does it mean you're delivering value faster? Well, I'd rather use the term sooner okay. than faster mm-hmm. in that case. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think, I think a lot of it is it's biased towards action, right? If you, if you look at the core of what you know, the agile principles and values uh, get you doing as a team, you're looking at moving towards some goal sooner, mm-hmm. right? So that can be one of the factors. Yeah, Derek, yeah. you can... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess for me, like when I look at the Agile Manifesto and uh, corresponding artifacts, I don't know if I've ever seen anything talk about faster, sooner. I've seen better, right? And better could include faster or sooner. But I think um, some of the, and I don't want to call it an illusion because I think ultimately, I think over time, Agile teams do tend to perform better. So I'm, I'm not discounting that that's the case. But I think some of it is the illusion of, Speed is how quick you get feedback. And I like metaphors, so maybe I can explain a metaphor. If you are in a car and you are going 70 miles an hour and you look out the front window, it very often does not feel like you're going 70 miles an hour. If you're in the same car going 70 miles an hour and you hang your head out the window and you look at the little striped lines going by and you see how fast they're going by, it feels like a lot faster than when you're looking out the window. You're going the same speed. The difference is you've got some indicator that is giving you perception that you have movement. And I think one of the things that um, agile methodologies tend to do is they make things visible. And so they, they make movement visible where you didn't see movement before. So even if you're in a long iteration, if you've got burn down charts, if you've got card walls, if you've got other things that are showing movement, it feels like, man, we're really getting a lot done or we're really going fast because we're seeing lots of movement where before it's like, hey, let's go do this stuff and we'll come back in X number of weeks when the project manager comes by and says, are we on track for this? And nobody on the team has really seen any movement except maybe the person that's doing the individual siloed work. Right. Now, one of the interesting things that that I point out uh, many times in these discussions is the the retrospective and the focus on improvement. So, right, you're you're actually for most teams anyway, traditionally, if you want to use that word, uh, most teams are not spending any time trying to improve. So, and the reality is, you're going to end up doing less time coding because you're going to actually spend time trying to improve. Um, but the payoff is on the long term, right? Is some some iterations down, some months down, 
the team will actually have more efficient processes and more better ways of communicating, et cetera, because they've taken the time in the early iterations to build some of that. Um, and, and I think that that really does help improve actual higher production, if you will, or, or more output. So they will eventually be faster. That's what I, that's what I'm buying if I'm converting my company over to Agile. Is I don't, I don't think you would necessarily speed. be faster, right? It comes down to you've made an investment in uh, being able to respond better, uh, and you're hopefully focusing on doing the right things. Right? If we're doing the wrong things really, really fast, we haven't actually made any progress. Yeah, that's kind of a different. That's kind of the input side, which right. we can address here. In a yeah, bit. iterating to nowhere. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a. Well, I don't know if it was Carlos Segura or you know some fairly famous designer. I thought put it really, really well. Um, and that you see a lot of design firms say get paid millions of dollars to make a logo, and other designers say, well, that's crap. How dare you know you got paid a million dollars to make the Nike Swoosh logo? Like, come on, that's just drawing a little like flip of the wrist. Like that's so easy. And I think Carlos put it is it's not the fact that I drew a little whoop. It's that I know what whoop to draw that was worth a million dollars. And and I think that agile teams start to, to become the same thing because they are collaborating with the customer, because they are iterating with things, because they are putting working software out, they are getting feedback. What they do is they learn what are the right things to be doing. So it's not that they're able to do more things, it's they're able to do the things that have bigger impact. So it gives again kind of that illusion of, man, this team is really fast. No, maybe they're just really good at saying no to stuff that doesn't matter to anybody. Right. That's what I want. That, that again, drives to the input side of things, right? One of the powerful things about Agile, many of the, the Agile frameworks, is the, the collaboration with the customer and getting, having somebody that's picking the right thing to work on and the right target to shoot for. Um, of course, in many organizations, that is still a very neglected part, and, and most organizations are focused on output, right? Make sure the programmers are shipping stuff, sending stuff. Right. But eventually, you have to address that other end that says, are we working on the right thing, and how do you help the product owner and the infrastructure around that whole management of portfolio and, and feature ideas to, to pick the right ones that will have the most impact? Yeah, so, I've, I've met a lot of organizations who have an amazing tolerance for wasting everybody's time. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it just blows me away every time. Yeah, so there's, there's some organizations I've been in that, you know, they, they, they introduced me when I started there by saying, oh, yes, this project is really cool. It only took three months of discovery. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah. and I says, okay, so what did that produce? And they said, well, here's this document here. I said, so where's the backlog? Well, we don't have one yet. That's going to take another month. Mm. So, uh, but it, wait until you see the product. It's gonna be so <laughs> cool. Awesome. Five years. Yeah. So, so if I'm trying to justify it to Superior, like like I'm trying to, trying to sell somebody on it. I'm, what I'm hearing is I can't really go. We gotta use Agile because it'll make us faster and it'll make us more efficient. It'll like I'm hearing like use Kanban if, for that. Yeah, if I if. We need to use Agile so that our teams will tell us no when we want stupid things. And, uh, like, I don't, I just see that this is going to be a difficult, like, it totally makes sense, but I feel like that's going to be a difficult sell. So, if I were to try to sell an executive who maybe was on the fence mm-hmm. on uh, Agile, I, I would probably start with a couple of things, which is how engaged are your 
employees and your teams towards the work that they're doing? And if their answer was like, yeah, I got a bunch of eight to five people, they don't really care. It's, I'd say you're probably going to do a better job solving that problem if you really start to become agile than you are going to solve the going faster problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come in and you can do agile wrong, right, and implement agile. And as part of that, you might get teams to go way faster, but they might completely disengage. And I like to call it iterating to nowhere. Okay, great. Your velocity is just climbing like a beast, but you're not shipping any software. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, you're shipping software, but nobody likes it. Everybody thinks it's horrible. Like, it's not selling better. You're not, I mean, usually, like, to me, this is the big thing is uh, I can tell what an executive is looking for by how they want to measure Agile. Right? If they're wanting to major Agile, like, well, I'm going to do an Agile initiative and I want 100% of my teams to be using Rally and having increased velocity, that's how I'll know all successful. Right? And it's like, well, you don't really <laughs> care about agility, right? If it's like, well, my problem is we're only shipping our software every six months and I want to be able to give f- features to customers every week and get feedback. I want to be able to um, have really high net promoter scores and have my customers love our product. I want, you know, it, to me, it's what are you trying to do by being agile? And I think the, the thing that we've done in this community that has been a travesty is we have sold agile as more quality faster um and uh better and the problem is we did that because everybody wants that right that's Mm -hmm. good to the bottom line in some way it's easy to sell and it's easy to sell and we can produce that fairly quick with xp and scrum and kanban Mm -hmm. and these things we can see those things pretty quick the problem is going faster without meaning without purpose and without collaborating with a customer doesn't mean crap right yeah so perhaps perhaps another good benefit too is the Using it to entice uh, people you want, like if you if you believe in the principles that are in the Agile Manifesto and you want to attract like people, then that might be a like try, trying to create a culture of that attracts more of it, so you can get the yeah. people that you want on board. Yeah, I guess this is this would be a, a great litmus test for me. And so those of you listening in the audience, if you think you're agile, and it takes you more than two minutes to deploy your software, and more than two minutes to undeploy your software. You are not agile, okay? And what I mean by that is it's all about responding to change. How on earth, I I don't know how many teams I talk to that say, oh, yeah, we're doing Kanban, we're doing Scrum, we're doing whatever, and we are totally agile. And they have a 64-hour deployment process. You mean deployment sprint, right? I I mean, how on earth can you respond to change when it takes you 64 man hours to Get something to your, Can you imagine going to Walmart to buy a block of cheese and them going, we'll check you out in 64 hours. If you could just stand in line and wait there, we'll gladly ring you up in 64 hours. Right. So we got to grow that cheese. <laughs> well, 64 hours cheese in tree. some environments is very, very fast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> not agile ones. <laughs> not agile ones, no. Um, so the other the other part of this that we kind of touched on earlier that I, that I think we should could address is is the talk about collaboration and communication right um over time an agile team i think does lose a significant amount of the overhead um that it takes to collaborate and communicate and that can help make them quote faster if you will um we're spending less time in meetings and less time reading documents and less time arguing about what it really means if we're really fully collaborating and so that's another place that 
that it looks and can feel uh, much faster. Um, overall, the the real benefit there though isn't speed. The real benefit there again is focusing on delivering the right thing. That's where that's where that's valuable. It has nothing to do with being faster. Right. So, I guess it makes it difficult from a measuring standpoint, though, because we. Kind of like the the feeling that I get from it is like it's going to be really hard to measure, but if it's done right, you'll know, type of thing, you know. Or it's like you won't have to measure it anymore at that point to see if you're agile. So that's that's difficult to sell at first, but it kind of. Well, I, I think it goes back to I, I think people you know instantly want to say okay, well, how do we know we're getting better, right? So you're selling you're selling me this, which I think that is a good quality yeah, in general. Yeah. Well, most people say like we want you should do agile because it allows you to do more better faster Mm -hmm. right and so then people say okay well how do i measure that i'm doing more doing it better Mm -hmm. and doing it faster right and so you get into the like increased velocity point reduced defects like you get to all of these kind of weird things And, and to me it's like unless you're in the business of selling agility to people why on earth would you use any of those metrics to tell if you're successful? Mm-hmm. If I'm making hot dogs and I want to become an agile hot dog vendor, do I really care that I'm making more hot dogs if I don't have more people buying the hot dogs? Do I really care that the hot dogs are better quality if nobody is buying more hot dogs? Do I really care well, you know, that the hot dogs are 20% bigger if nobody is buying the hot dogs, right? I should care, am I selling more hot dogs? Are my customers, you know, happier with the experience of the hot dog? Those should be the measurements that I use right, for right. success. You, right? you don't want to measure saying, well, it only takes me 30 seconds to cook a hot dog right. instead of a minute and a half. So right. Right. therefore I must right. be better. And, and I mean, I, I might want to measure that if I've got so if many customers see, yeah. que- queuing yeah. up that they're, 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 they're right, leaving you're, me you're because I can't star. serve them a hot right. dog enough, right? right? But, but I mean, it should be around those things, right? So if, you know, part right. of re- we're not responding to change or we're not adding the features at a rate to be competitive with, you know, whoever, you know, our nearest competitor is, like, okay, those are great. But usually that's not the case. People are just saying, like, well, I don't know how to measure a software development team. So, like, these outputs tend to be what I should measure them on. They don't look at the system; they look at the team. What, what's interesting is traditionally the role of like the figuring out who works on uh, like uh, what is being worked on and what uh, provides a lot of value is is more of a it has traditionally been more of a management decision than an individual developer decision. Yeah, but I think that's a huge shift in agile, and why I would say if what you're looking for is more, better, faster for your team, you're not really ready for agile because agile requires that you look at the whole stack, which means that the team right. and the product owner and the management team, all the way to the CEO, have to really be having discussions about how are we getting better at what we're doing. If we're the hot dog vendor, how do we sell a better product to more people, make more money doing it? And that conversation involves everybody from how we market the hot dog to the customer experience the day to, that they pick. Where we buy them from. Where we, I mean, the, the yeah, whole right. the whole thing, and I think that you can't do that if you're just talking more, better, faster. Right. And the, the challenge is that's so convoluted in most uh, companies to understand that whole picture right. uh, that it's hard to even have the discussion. Right. There's multiple layers right. on, on both ends when right. you from come from collecting the requirements. There's 14 layers that came. Yeah. Through I mean, you really you really get to the around. you really get to the point where when you're at a big company. You might have a sales team that is 2,000 miles away doing something totally different from the marketing team, doing something different from the development team. So it's not even that they don't like collaborate. It's like they don't even know each other exist. Like that's how removed they are. Yep. All right. And um, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Alan, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me.
Yep. Uh, please uh, join the discussion at facebook.com slash agile weekly and give us your thoughts as well. Goodbye. Bye. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.